Hey guys, it's Jose. Before we get into this episode, I did want to take a moment just to check in with you guys, let you know that we're still here. I know with everything going on in the wrestling world and just the world in general because of the coronavirus, a lot of things have been on hold or just being done very differently than they once were even just a month or so ago. We hope that everyone is safe, trying to do the best they can to socially distance themselves. Uh, Those that are essential workers, I do hope that you guys are protected and are doing everything you can to ensure your own safety as well as the safety of those around you. For those that have been negatively affected by the coronavirus, whether it be financially, physically, emotionally, we do offer our hand in support and we do hope that we will be on the other side of this horrible, horrible time in the very near future. So without further ado, let us entertain you, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Golden Era Podcast. Let them take you back to the Golden Era. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Golden Era Podcast. It's Jake here, and I'm joined by Jose Chastity. And we've got a newcomer to the group. What's up, Ramon? Yo! Ramon is coming to us live from Target. (laughs) (laughs) If if you don't believe me, listen to this. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, did I hear a sir in the background? (laughs) More than likely, probably was. Um, as you guys know, um, Chris has decided to take a leave from Golden Era Podcast. Um, we're going to miss him here, um, but he's always welcome back to come and chat with us, which, knowing Chris, I'm sure will happen at some point. And um, I mean, uh, not to break kayfabe here or anything, but I do feel like he's in great hands right now with other projects going on. If you haven't been in the loop of what's going on, he might be working with a few uh, former women's champions and uh, big heads of uh, creative and talent stuff in the women's wrestling scene. So, Jose, put the duct tape back over your mouth right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, but uh, yeah, we're very happy for him and he's got awesome things going on. Um, but yeah, so what about you guys? Uh, anything new? I mean, I haven't tried Anna Garden's Cosmo recipe yet, so I guess there's that. <laughs> I left my house in two weeks, so there's that. Well, good. oh, that's good. That means you can come in contact with someone else who hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so me and Ramon are screwed. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, yeah I, I, I never in a million years would have thought that this entire week slash weekend or whatever you want to call it would be absolutely canceled <laughs> yeah oh how are you guys hanging in there how are you guys handling everything um, i mean i think <laughs> jose probably took it worse because like you're actually gonna fly out here i live i live in orlando so like it's an hour or so away i mean Canada, like a couple so weeks before bad. everything went down i kind of accepted the fact that shit wasn't gonna happen so i'm like all right damage control i'll get refunds whenever i need to southwest just give me flight credits but if the world opens back up again i'll probably end up using it by the end of the year i'm speaking yeah. into existence good juju uh but yeah aside from that and people not knowing how to like socially distance in a fucking pharmacy i'm good <laughs> i mean feels that the last month has been, like, really weird. Like, I mean, I was really, honestly, like, I was still planning on going to Mania up until they canceled it. Um, I, I was like, you know what? I will brave it. Uh, well, I had 
a very exciting opportunity that weekend um, that's Hall of Fame related. Uh, but I'm that's on pause because that's going to be rescheduled. So you'll see what that is down the road, hopefully. Um, so what you're saying is you literally could look, but you couldn't touch? Literally. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, so we'll see. But I'm really hoping that happens. Um, I was super excited, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, no, but when it got canceled, you know, I just kind of accepted it. I was like, all right, whatever. So yeah, no, but like, it's been a weird transition. I'm working from home now. Um, and very fortunate for that. Uh, but yeah, no, it's been it's been weird working from home. I am definitely enjoying more time with the dog, though. Uh, so yeah, okay. um, it's normal. Yes, and then uh, speaking of normal, this episode's gonna be kind of far from anything normally normally do. So with it being the first ish week of. April, pretend this, folks. I know we're late. That's not the point. Uh, so we decided that we were going to kind of bridge off of something that Jake was doing for Golden Memories on the Ring the Bell YouTube channel, which if you aren't already subscribed, what the hell? Like, do that right now. Pause <laughs> get, this. Get go do there. it. We can wait five seconds. Like, But yeah, <laughs> so we were thinking not only just our favorite WrestleMania memories, but also perhaps some of the, like, the stuff we didn't care for. And I might have a little bit of a list for some WrestleMania what-ifs. So... Excuse us for going past the whole like 2002 to 2006 thing. If you have a problem with it, tweet us at Bell Bell Holler or WWE <laughs> Rollins. You know. We're good. We're good. WWE Rollins. Oh my God. Yeah, no. So, but yeah, no, we're going to do something a little bit more fun today. You know, we've been going episode by episode. This will be something a little different. We're doing our WrestleMania stuff. Um, but yeah, like like Jose said, we're a week late, but I don't think we've ever been on time for anything on this podcast. <laughs> so, so again, live from Target, Mr. Ramon Blanco. <laughs> I start now. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. So let's get into it. Um. So basically, guys, you know, WrestleMania was a few weeks ago. Um, it was the first one in front of no audience. I personally didn't hate it. Um, but yeah, no, like we had five women's matches, which is crazy. Um, so like thinking back on it, what are some of your favorite women's matches moments from WrestleMania past? I mean, I'm Chas, I could go on for a little bit. Do you want to go first? So, um, so I'm sitting here thinking like for me, um, I always bring like, I guess like I didn't grow up absolutely loving women's wrestling. So the first women's match that really stands out to me, um, I guess would have to be, and this sounds kind of silly, but like the first mania I went to was um was twenty seven, and it was uh, the one where Snooki was involved. Yeah. And honestly, okay, that match is horribly underrated. I'm sorry. I love that match. I just talked about it on my last episode, actually. I know you did. And for me, this was one of those moments where, like, okay, it was what year is that? I'm trying to think. It was 2011. Yeah. Okay, so this was when I was like. This is when wrestling still wasn't cool yet, or like it had it gone from being cool to not cool, and like I was still getting picked on for watching it. But like nobody, there was nobody in the world that didn't watch Jersey Shore. So the fact that Snooki was involved, it was like, oh crap! You know, Chastity watches wrestling. Snooki's on wrestling. I can watch WrestleMania and talk to her about it. Or <laughs> one of the first times I remember 
wrestling being on like TMZ and ESPN and stuff like that, they were like, everyone was talking about this match because she was involved. And I was like, yeah, this is my, this is my girl. Like Trish Stratus is here. Like I love Lay Cool. This is awesome. Like Vicky Guerrero's here, you know? And I felt like it was something that I got to be the expert on. And when people at school would talk about it, I was like, yo, Snooki's on WrestleMania this weekend. You guys should watch. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. That's just, like, to me, that was the first huge WrestleMania women's match that stands out to me as being like, you know, this was a, a, a bridge between two worlds. I was hyped for that match. To be honest, I always, like, find a way to get myself hyped for, like, whatever the women's match is. Like, even if it was, like, some, like, crap thrown together match, I would find a way to get hyped about it because it's, like, WrestleMania. And I was really excited about that. I was a big Jersey Shore fan. Um Circa 2009 to 12, I was, like, definitely a little Guido. Um, so, actually, ironically, so, like, we went to, like, do a CNN tour. I was bored out of my fucking mind. And um, I was in the gift shop. And some guy who is, like, super Southern comes up to me and he's like, Oh, are you the sitch? And I was like, uh-huh, what? Are you the sitch situation? No. <laughs> but like my brothers were dying laughing. So that WrestleMania weekend was very Jersey Shore themed for me as well. Um, but yeah, it was I, I loved that match. I loved Snooky surprising the shit out of everyone. Um, but can we I, also I, agree that it's also the Trish versus Michelle McCool dream match that we would have yeah. never gotten otherwise? Oh my god, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, my only gripe is there wasn't enough Layla for me in the match. Um, I, if anyone's listened to old Diva Dirt episodes, they know I love Layla. Um, so, Whatever uh, do you mean, Jay? <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I, I think I agree. I think that match was a lot of fun. And um, it was really great. You know, the only thing is, so oh, oh, I'm going to work this in. Okay. So, like, if there had to be another women's match or the women's match was different at that WrestleMania, what would you have liked to see? Ooh. See, this might be one of the only ones that I didn't think of because I liked that match. Hey. But if it was 2011, around that time, the Divas champion was... Taurus. Uh, I mean, is it bad that at that time they didn't really do anything with the Divas title until after WrestleMania? It was, like, kind it's of relevant was, at that time. Yeah. I mean, but, like, it was too soon to pull the trigger on her versus uh, the Bella Twins, though. Yeah. So. She was in, like, a backstage segment, I feel like, with Mae Young or something at that. Or The Rock. I'm imagining. Yeah. I mean, my thing is, I feel like instead of it being a six-person mixed tag team match, it probably would have made more sense to do it as a six-diva tag match and, like, have even there and then maybe a different heel on the other side to team a flake hole. Right, right. I mean, my uh, I would have maybe liked to see Kelly Kelly in the match. Uh, Kelly too. Kelly. Yeah, I think was she, she was supposed to be in the match. She was. So she was supposed to be in the match, um, and then uh, they got Snooki involved. So which is oh fine. yeah, because they set it up at Elimination Chamber when yes. Trish came back tough enough, and Kelly got rehired after getting fired by Vicky. Kelly was that at WrestleMania at all? Was she in the segment where they had people singing? Like, or um, they, like, did she ask for the Hall of Famer out to the stage? I don't know if they did that that year because I don't remember. Um, but anyway, but yeah, so I would have loved to see her. I think I would have really liked Eve to defend the title on some capacity, but 
I guess the bell, like you said, the Bellas weren't really there yet. So, like, me, honestly, it probably would have been, like, a clusterfuck battle royal. So, like, so. I, I mean, it wouldn't I be the first time we've had a clusterfuck Divas match at a WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. No, not it might that. be the first one that was won by a woman, but. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think, like, who was there at that time. Like, Beth was a face. Maddie uh, was face, I think, at that Gail time. Gail and Melina were on Superstars. Oh, Melina could have wrestled for the title. They could have booked a little Melina feud. Then John Morrison wouldn't have been so upset. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you know, probably wouldn't I have been a HIPAA violation on Twitter or anything years later. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So, like, what other, what other Mania memories do you guys have that you really loved? Okay. So I know for me, when I started watching wrestling, it was summer 2005. And the first WrestleMania that I paid a lot of attention to was WrestleMania 22. Yeah. And there may or may not have been, like, one of the longest running storylines in wrestling history that led to a really important match. But Oh, my God. Yeah. Are you still Victorian Candace? Oh. Oh, I my love- God. I mean, as soon as I saw Candace in that yellow dress with the feather boa, I knew that was going to be match of the night. Let's be oh honest. Oh, God. Uh, I mean, well, all eyes were on her, but let's see. Well, right now, she's acting like the... Wait, all I heard was Lillian Garcia, and I was thinking... Didn't well, Lillian Garcia introduce uh, Candice Michelle from Boise, Idaho? They had to, like, dub it over the WrestleMania DVD. They did? I don't yeah. Remember. She, like, she, like, oh, yeah, were, like, she did. Oh, she, no! She announced... She announced uh, I think it was Candice Michelle. She's from Boise, Idaho. And like, yeah, she definitely did, because I remember watching it as, like, a 10-year-old on Daily Motion. To be fair, like, when I get to the Midwest, a lot of that blurs together for me. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. She was acting like the biggest bitch to ever pose for Playboy. So, I mean, I was excited. <laughs> Um, I mean, but yeah, all jokes aside, we do love Tori and Candace, even though Candace should probably vaccinate her kids. Uh, but definitely Trish versus Mickey James. You, you're you remiss to say that probably wasn't the best women's match at WrestleMania before anything with the revolution. Yeah. I stand by the fact that that's like probably one of the, for me personally, all-time WrestleMania matches, man or woman, just the crowd alone got me so invested into this match because holy crap I've never seen a crowd turn their back on Trish the way they did during that entire match like anything that woman did they booed her out of the building and for Mickey to get that that W on such a big stage and and have such an amazing payoff because I feel like after that the storyline continued for a little bit but it wasn't as interesting I guess they already reached the pinnacle but overall like I still go back and I watch the match to this day which speaking of there is uh, only one gripe I have. In the match, Mickey does try to hit Trish with the stratisfaction, but Trish's leg gives out. If anyone pays attention to the match, Trish is selling an injured leg throughout the entire thing. Mm-hmm. But Chicago being Chicago is like, oh no, you fucked up. You were supposed to finish with the stratisfaction. I'm 99% sure she was just selling, and that's why you saw the chick kick instead, and that's why the stratisfaction was edited out, because people thought it was a botch. I thought it was brilliant. Oh. I don't. I, I mean, if, now that I look back on it, yeah, I think that was it. But at the same time, too, if you watch that spot where she kicks the corner like ring post, she hits that shit really hard. <laughs> like, yeah, like, that was like, hard. Like, re- like you can hear. No, you could hear it, and people going, it. "Oh." So, like, I kind of, I Chicago wrestling fans are, are, are 
weird. <laughs> I'm sorry. Whoever's in Chicago listening to this, you're weird. Yeah, all four of you. I mean, really, it's okay. <laughs> One of them's probably DS. <laughs> it's funny you say that about Chicago because all of my career, like, you know, as a former worker, we haven't heard that yet this episode. Um, <laughs> like, oh, I've always said that about Philadelphia fans. <laughs> Oh, uh, fuck you. <laughs> you. But I'm always like, I see, I've gotten booked in Pennsylvania. I'm like, dang, they're rough up there. <laughs> like, uh, I'm okay. I will, I will be totally honest. Listen, I live here. Um, it's a beautiful city, lots of culture, but most of the wrestling fans are horrifying. Um, <laughs> I have been to many a show at the Wells Fargo Center. And if you've ever run into me at a show, thighs are out, you know I'm there. Um, so most people are pretty chill, but like I've definitely run into a few trash bag hoes. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, like they're, they're brutal. They're, it's most of the smart wrestling fans, like that women's wrestling fans like to avoid. Yeah, I felt like my style, whatever it may have been, was way too mid-Atlantic to go up there and be myself. Like, they either looked at me like an alien because I was this, like, sweet Southern belle, or they looked at me like raw meat and they were going to attack me. (laughs) My God. (laughs) I also forgot how territorial indie wrestling was even just, like, five years ago, just because not everything was streaming. Have you seen the crowd at NXT? (laughs) Oh I mean, gosh. that's a different kind of territorial. I mean, the worst thing you could say about anything that ran in Buffalo is that the power went out at Battleground. But other than that, we're good-ish. <laughs> I think. I, I mean, know. you guys did boo Kelly Kelly once, so... Hey, hey, I, hey, I, hey. I Shut <laughs> the hell up. It was not... I remember... Picture it. Buffalo, 2011. Jose's 16 or whatever, sitting in the nosebleed seats watching Beth Phoenix in the Divas title match in her hometown, to which Kelly Kelly countered the Widow's Peak attempt with a fucking sunset flip, defended the title, and we chanted bullshit. So you are <laughs> among the Kelly haters? This podcast has been canceled, everyone. I'm very sorry. Oh, Listen, <laughs> you shouldn't have let go of your arms when I did the glam slam. I have a reason. <laughs> I have a reason to hate Kelly Kelly, and I stand by that, regardless Ooh. whether she defended the World Heavyweight Championship or not. What happened? Wait, Ramon, what were you saying? That? I was on FaceTime. <laughs> no, that uh, Kelly Kelly, my hot, like, like the only experience that I've had with her was a terrible one, and I still haven't let it go. And it's been like three or four years already. Hey, look on the bright side, though. You got Terry. I need the tea. So, okay, so I don't know. I'm surprised Chris has never told this story. Uh, I'm sure was, he has. So it was myself, Jack, and Chris. We all met up at Access, and we were kind of bouncing back and forth between the lines. I I think I had just stood in line for a picture with somebody. I forgot who it was. It must have not been that important. And um, there was, I think it was Breezango. Uh, Tyler Breeze and Fandango uh, were doing an autograph signing, and I guess every two hours or so, they switch. So the next people in line that we're waiting for, I was like, damn, I waited an hour, and I didn't get a chance to meet them. They were like, oh, it's Kelly Kelly and Terry Runnels. I was like, hell yeah, that's awesome. Like, I'm, I'm so stoked. I couldn't wait. I was so excited. And the only thing that I kept hearing in the back of my ear was, let's talk about the match. So, <laughs> so, so literally, I'm so excited. We're all waiting in line. And we get up to the, to the, I guess, stand or whatever. And Kelly's just not even giving anyone any eye contact. She's, like, on her phone. She just looked like she did not want to be there. 
And like, granted, I know that she was going through a lot, but I was like, damn, like, I was so stoked. You couldn't put that aside for like two seconds. Like, I was so stoked. And like, it was just such a shit experience. And when we all, like, after we all had like left the stand, we were uh, waiting because I think the next one in line we were waiting for was Summer and Tamina. Uh, I was like, what the hell was that? I was like, that was so like unfortunate because I was so excited to meet Kelly Kelly, like, as this guy who's been watching her for. 10 plus years to be able to like meet her and talk to her for like a brief second she just was not having it at all and it was really unfortunate i was like damn that sucks but to kind of keep ties in with uh with jake here <laughs> the next person i did get to meet after that was uh ivory so and she made everything worth like made everything better again it was it was so awesome Aww. it was the dressing on top of the salad <laughs> she no when, when i tell you this woman was in like six inch like stiletto heels and stood did not stand sit down at all stood make sure she took about two to three minutes to talk to every single person that went through her line gave everyone a hug was super approachable like it, it was it, she just made everything so much worth it like i was like wow like this person between her sammy uh zane and finn balor they're probably the nicest people that i have met uh who have been contracted with wwe which is so awesome but it was really unfortunate and i mean i probably should let it go but damn it damn it k2 <laughs> I mean, yeah, Ivory was an amazing meet for me too. She's the only, I haven't really had any shitty experiences with anyone except Velvet Sky. So, <laughs> oh no, who? <laughs> yeah, anyway. Um, so, uh, yeah, so WrestleMania 22 was pretty solid. My only thing I would maybe change was I would have had Victoria involved in that match or actually come out in Candace's corner or something. What if she yeah, like, special what? Referee? Right? Like, it was actually that would have been perfect for her, especially if the whole thing was uh, her and Candace turning on Tori. They needed some sort of resolution. I thought it was so weird that they, like, didn't have Victoria involved in any way with that. Like, I was like, why isn't I would have done it as a wrestling match to begin with. Also, Um, wait a minute, wait a minute. I also realized that that's one of the only WrestleManias, like, around that time that had two, well, no, aside from WrestleMania 20, but, like, 22 had two women's matches. They were both raw and nothing for SmackDown. Yeah, well, technically, Charmel was in a match, too. Oh, uh, yeah. We don't talk about that match. It, it, no, was, no. There, it was there. I liked her gear. Anyway. Um, but, yeah, no, it's, they didn't have anyone. I was hoping, like, Ashley would get to do something. Like, wasn't leg. she injured? She was, on, she was on Raw that time. She was, yeah, she was still out with the broken leg because a couple yeah. weeks before she was in the box. Yes, I uh, forgot about that. No, Who so at that time, it was uh, Jillian, Molina. Crystal? Not if Crystal debuted yet. Oh, yeah. So uh, yeah. I, oh yeah. Eminem wasn't even on at all. Melina just accompanied the Hall of Famers out. Wait a minute. Who the fuck was on SmackDown at the beginning of 2006? It was pretty much just like Melina. No, because Stacy was doing Dancing with the Stars. Christy got released. Uh, I, I want to say I it was, was like Melina and Julian. <laughs> um, oh, Michelle McCool. I mean, she came. No, she didn't re until she, she was in the summer. summer. She came back as the school teacher in the summer. To give some straight A's. And then Ashley didn't return until the summer, too. Because Yeah, no, I think they it was... They returned at the same SmackDown. Yeah, I actually think it was just those two. Wow. I mean, they I did have know. a hell of a match of Judgment Day, but this isn't that episode. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's like, I actually was, like, just, like, um, getting, like, Today in History stuff for our Twitter. Which, if you're not following... Wait, is it at Golden Era underscore podcast? What is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's at Golden Era underscore pod. 
Okay, yes. Okay, so that's it. Um, but, like, if you want some fun Today in History stuff and not just, like, the basic shit, like, this person won a belt today, like, I do some hardcore digging for you guys. So, like, if you want, like, the raw deal of, like, Today in History shit, if you're a real Divas fan, follow us. So, um, but, uh, yeah, no, uh, that sucks. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, anyway. So, uh, what about you, Ramon? What, what's one of your favorite manias of the past? Um, well, Jose kind of took it. The Mickey Trish, for me, was, uh, was another, was a good one. Um, honestly, I, for, I was actually talking with someone about this the other day. The WrestleMania where it was Kelly and uh, hashtag Skidmarks, Maria Menounos. Oh my uh, god! Oh shit! <laughs> uh, versus Beth and, uh, and Eve, <laughs> I thought that should have been not for nothing a Divas Championship match. Either with uh, it, it should have been some sort of Divas Championship match. I'm glad you said that, Ramon, because I have yeah. about six or seven matches that I was ready to say as what ifs, but I don't know if we were ready to segue. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. So like that was that was kind of one that stood out to me. Um, uh, that I wish would have taken place. Uh, considering Maria didn't do anything in that match, but um. Another one that sticks out for me, uh, just because I was also rewatching it again, was uh, Charlotte versus Asuka from WrestleMania 34. That was another oh. top one that might have might be my number two as far as all time women wrestling matches. They beat the living piss out of each other, and and they told one hell of a story. And that suplex off the apron to the floor is still probably like I wince every time I see it. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. But that one was, was so good. And then Asuka, I feel like she doesn't get enough credit, especially, like, lately. She has been killing it. Like, oh, I don't know. She's probably one of my favorite co- competitors on screen right now. And just overall, like, it's crazy how they ended her streak in the same arena that they ended the Undertaker streak, which I thought was pretty, uh, pretty cool and pretty eerie all at the same time. Yeah, but I don't know if that was so much intentional as it was coincidental. Because I feel like if they called Asuka up anytime sooner, if they didn't do the Women's Rumble that year, that it would have probably ended a little sooner. Yeah, I agree. I think I thought WrestleMania honestly was a perfect way to end Asuka's winning streak. A part, well, actually, I'm a little torn. I was a little pissed because I feel like the first winner of the first Women's Royal Rumble probably should have won. At WrestleMania, just to solidify it a little bit, <laughs> but um, I don't. Well, I mean, I I think personally, I don't think Oscar was the original choice to win the Rumble. Um, I think it was probably supposed to be Paige. Um, yeah, she she had just returned, you know, and her movie was originally supposed to come out around then. So I was like, oh, that like lines up perfectly, you know. She turns face somehow and beats alexa so but not what we got yeah i I was really like kind of like that match between alexa and naya was very for me it was very underwhelming um i was happy that mickey got screen time but Mm -hmm. honestly if i don't remember a lot from that match except for the was it the alabama slam that uh that Naya gave to Alexa that the the entire arena heard. <laughs> yeah, that yeah there's that. Like I remember Alexa doing like a twisted bliss to the outside, and then the super Simone drop for the finish. But that's really it. I I, I, didn't I just it was really unbelievable. I, I I don't know. I just felt like it wasn't as believable uh, as, as as it should have been. I, I don't know. Like I, I just felt like I was like, man, like Naya is this 
you know, you, girl, it was uh, a little bit more competitive than I, I agree. It was way yeah. more competitive. To be honest, it should have been like a China Ivory situation. Yeah. Where, like Alexa just got squashed. Because like, especially for how long she held the title, you were just like waiting for someone to beat her. Like, it's just like, all right, someone end this. It shouldn't have been as competitive of a match. Naya, and especially to establish Naya as like a dominating champion, like someone like who is a third of her size can like take her out so easily. Like it, I, I, I agree. If like Mickey had gotten involved and like helped Alexa a little bit. Yeah. A little bit more believable, but like Mickey was like obliterated. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally, like, yeah, this whole know. second run, poor Mickey. <laughs> I, Oh, I feel so bad for her. I love her. Um, I, I thought that she got let go today and I was ready to have a meltdown. Like the person did. When no, you don't joke like that. 2010. <laughs> I mean, I'm honestly still so nervous because there's still apparently supposed to be more cuts. And like some people are like, well, they haven't let anyone from SmackDown go, which they did. BTW people, Heath Slater's on SmackDown. Um, so it's just like, yeah, people are like, they're going show by show. And I'm like, I don't think they're that organized, but like, I don't think anything about WWE's organized. If yeah, <laughs> like, like, I was like, well, let's not give them too much credit. Um, but like, but yeah, uh, speaking of unorganized, uh, do you think it's time to go over some what ifs? Because I think I might Wait, have a few. One more match I wanted to like highlight because it's something like I had to Google it and make sure it was a WrestleMania match. So don't get mad at me for having to do that. But no, I love <laughs> before we move, one of the most, and this was prior to my, I think what I said, 27 was the last one. Okay. Before that, this is probably the, this is definitely the first WrestleMania women's match. I remember watching and being like, I'm going to do this one day. Victoria, Molly Holly, WrestleMania 20. Yeah. Yes. That's another good one. Like. Underrated too. Yes, I'm watching the match on mute right now, and like I remember Molly Holly getting her head shaved, and me being like, "This is one badass woman." But I also remember like going back and looking at it, and remember my dad being like, "Dude, the crowd's not into this at all." And I'm sitting here thinking, "How could you not? They're killing each other." And it's so it's one of those times where if I'm 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 98 certain Victoria was like the the baby face here, right? Yeah. So Victoria yes. was the face. Uh, Molly literally like. So it was a random fatal four-way on Raw, an elimination match. She got eliminated halfway through, and then Victoria pinned Lita at the end to win the title again. And basically, they weren't going to have anything going on with the women's championship until Molly like, pitched Vince, I'll shave my head to get on the card. And lo and behold, that's what ended up being what happened, and I'm that match is... That. That's awesome. It's always slapped on, and I don't understand why, because Molly's so technically sound, Victoria's so technically sound. I mean, because I'm a Victoria. Were, you know. Oh yeah, well yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Well, like the, I think the <laughs> thing is, is like neither of them were the it girl ever. So like it was two a match, and I what I love really most about this match, it's two women who always put other people over, getting a chance to have their own moment and make a memory together. And it was, you know, I think it's like if you're like a diehard women's wrestling fan, this is a favorite for a lot of people. I think, um, and it, I think it's a probably Victoria's. I would say, like, Victoria's, like, crowning moment of her career. Would you guys agree? Yeah, in uh, WWE, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I, I would. I would yeah, I would. So. My, my only thing about this match is I love the match. I kind of wish the Fatal 4-Way we got a few weeks before this was the match instead, though. Oh, my uh, God. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Absolutely. I was a little upset Lita was left off the card. And Jazz was left off the card. And I feel like a fatal point. Because, like, that WrestleMania, too, they, like, threw everyone on it. There were, like, two friggin', like, 
elimination tag team matches, which I did not care about. Um, and like, it's like, I would have loved if like they had a fatal four way with the women and we got to see jazz and Lita do their thing, you know? Yeah. But I feel like if we got that, do you think we would have had the interpromotional uh, tag team lingerie match? Okay, I love that match. I was shown in it, so I always have a special place for that match. <laughs> yep, despite what you see in the picture, Jake definitely has a beard in that photo. So, so uh, have you guys heard the story that Molly tells about getting on the car? And I feel like none of it, I don't know, maybe if it's just filming-wise, I feel like none of it like like makes sense from a chronological order. She was like, oh, they were going to, I was the champion at the time, and I pitched it for them to, let me on the car, and I was like, wait a minute, didn't you lose your title before you pitched this match? I'm so confused, and then it was like a, a I think it was like, she said it was a bikini lingerie match, whatever, I was like, well, she wasn't wrong, or then the, she called it a pillow fight, that's what she called it, and then you had Ivory who was like instigating, saying, yeah, I hate those pillow fight matches, I hate those matches. <laughs> <laughs> it was like Ivory, and then you had, uh, I think Alundra Blaze was like at the table too, and oh my god, it's so fun to listen to her tell the story. I was like, none of this makes any sense whatsoever, but I'm here for it. <laughs> god, now I'm just thinking about like, I don't know what she's saying, but girl, I am loving. I feel like she's <laughs> partially like getting it right. But like, you, do you guys ever watch like these like shoot interviews or like tables for three or whatever? And you know they're getting facts wrong. And you're the like, ivory shoot interview. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that, you're, that, you're, you're like you're like. Yeah, you're like, no, that didn't happen yet. Uh-uh, you're, all, you're wrong. So I think it's like one of those situations where she probably did go and pitch to them, because I've heard Victoria tell this too, um, probably did go and like pitch to them and be like, yeah, no, like we want to get on the card. And this was their way of doing it. But it was probably after like they put the belt on Victoria, because I feel like they did that fatal four way to be like, okay, the women had their moment close to WrestleMania, not actually on the show, but like close enough. So they're done. We got the women's title in the picture in some capacity. And then Molly was like, uh, no, we actually want to be on the show. Yeah. So, so, you know, you know, what just popped in my head just now. So speaking of Victoria, and it actually has nothing to do with Victoria, but it just happened she was appeared at this <laughs> WrestleMania. Remember um, WrestleMania 19, the pillow fight with the Miller-like catfight girl? <laughs> Sister McMahon, Hulk Hogan. Wait, we're talking about the catfight girls and not the triple threat match for the millionth time? <laughs> Um, that match was iconic just because Stacy and Tori were in it, and I think it was their only. No, oh wait, no, duh, I'm it so was Stacy's only entrance at a WrestleMania with her music. No, she. Oh, she. No, she had it at WrestleMania 20. It, it was just, dubbed over that. Oh wait, other really? One. Yeah, she came out to legs at WrestleMania 20. I would know. Oh. They showed her during the entrance. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, regardless of the fact that I clearly don't pay any attention to Jackie Gata, but yeah, no. Um, Miss Jackie, but um, yeah, no, I, I I remember that. Can I just say my favorite WrestleMania moment real quick, even though everyone already knows what it is? Uh, I mean, we kind of had a three-hour episode on it, but go ahead. <laughs> sure, guys, I really loved China and Ivory at WrestleMania 17. All right, I just wanted to say that. <laughs> <laughs> really, I thought you were going to say the Cat versus Terry, which you also love, but... <laughs> which is also iconic. Um, I forgot about that match. Oh my god. I forgot about the match. <laughs> you could make the cat's gear from that match on men's wrestlers in WWF No Mercy. So, <laughs> video game. So, oh God, I may or may not have like, programmed that. everyone to wear it at one point. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, China and Ivory, um, real quick, just amazing storyline leading up to it. My favorite storyline ever. Um, and it was the payoff we wanted and trying to look her best and was amazing. And you can go back and listen to our China episode to hear me ramble more about this. All right. 
Uh, yeah. So I think does that check all the boxes of like the mania matches we want to talk about? Like, let's do what good? Let's do what ifs. Like, what could have been? Okay. So do I do this in chronological order? Or do it in order of uh, how I rambled it on that list? Because I, it's a doozy, folks. I'm excited. I remember this list, and it was a good one. Okay. So I'll try to do it chronologically. So. We're going to take it back to 2007, uh, WrestleMania 23. The match we did get was Melina versus uh, Ashley in a Lumberjill match for the Women's Championship, which in hindsight really wasn't that bad, but they definitely probably could have done something more aside from just like the old trope of whoever was on Playboy got the Mania match, which was kind of the case for like all four years that they were really doing that, right, Jake? Um, I I think all four years, well, and it could have been... um, Real quick, I think Candace was originally supposed to face Trish at WrestleMania, too. I remember that really? being... Yeah. So, originally... Oh, my God. When Candace won that Battle Royale to be number one contender. She oh, was supposed, God. Yeah. She was supposed to face Trish at WrestleMania, and they were going back and forth. And Candace actually was even doing press at that time, saying she was supposed to get the women's title match at WrestleMania. Hmm. So... Um, I mean, no I guess... offense because Candace actually like would a year later would. Oh yeah, she mind, but killed it a year later. But yeah, no, no, <laughs> not then. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm actually I love Candace Michelle so much, but I'm very thankful that didn't happen. So yeah. So what I was gonna pitch was thinking about everything at the time was well, we were kind of having these uh, big diva tag matches on Raw and SmackDown that were interpromotional anyways. So. I thought in true diva fashion, why not have a six-pack challenge for the women's title? So I went with the three main players from Raw at the time and three main players from SmackDown. So it would have been Melina versus Mickey James versus Victoria versus Ashley versus Jillian Hall versus Michelle McCool. I love it. That's awesome. No, I I love anything with Ashley, and I think Jillian Hall was extremely underrated. So I think that would have been great. Oh, criminally underrated to this day. Was Jillian? Yeah, Jillian was a heel at that time too. So that would have been so much fun. Like was Jillian already doing the singing gimmick around that time. She started remember. like she in started. February. Yeah, so she was doing it. So can you imagine her like doing an entrance with like the singing gimmick at Mania? How fun would that be? That's what I was just about um, to say. So Chris Riddle and I became friends over Jillian Hall's entrance music. We were at the very first <laughs> Wrestlecade. We were sitting at the table together. Mind you, I've talked about my father, Dean Taylor, this like hell-raising Harley rider on here plenty of times. But my dad and I were sitting at this table with this like overly flamboyant gay boy in his flannel <laughs> shirt. And all of a sudden, Jillian Hall's music starts. And he and I are on our feet, elbow to elbow. We had never met before in our lives. And, I mean, I had talked to him online, I guess, from Diva Dirt and stuff. But, like, we were elbow to elbow. You know you want. Suddenly, it makes perfect sense as to why Ella Envy is your daughter. Oh, yeah. She's totally our child. <laughs> um, it's just, like, that's how Chris and I became friends. And it was, like, this... I don't even remember the match at WrestleCade that year, but it was like some shit show women's like probably battle royal or six pack challenge or whatever. But we were sitting there scream singing Jillian Hall's entrance music. So big fan of Jillian. And <laughs> uh, uh, Michelle, she was she was she Chuck Palumbo yet, or that was later that year. Wait, what happened that year? Was Ch- Michelle was like still a baby? Fa- was starting to be a she baby face? Was- 
She she started to turn baby face because I think it was uh, getting closer to like when she was with Chuck Palumbo. Yeah, I want to say that was like in the summertime. She started. Yeah, I think she was just starting to turn baby face around. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so when Victoria got traded, that's when she started being like with Chuck full time because they had a series of mixed tags. Yeah. No, because she turned face before that. Yeah. She. But how did she turn face? Was it just like she just started being a face? You know, I think they had her and Jillian do a double turn because Crystal was heel at the time, and then she was doing the stuff with Teddy. Uh And then, I don't know. I I miss Michelle McCool. Oh, wait, was that when she was Love and Life? It was before she was Love and Life. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Someone, like, posted recently one of those Love and Life videos, and it's, like, her at some, like, granny, like, thrift store or whatever. And someone's like, oh, my God, why does this woman look like Michelle McCool? (laughs) I'm like, um, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Things we should have gotten with the Boneyard match for 500, Alex. Oh, (laughs) God, I wish. Um, I I wish I was waiting for her, like, Big stiletto to come stomp on his like little hand when it was sticking out of the dirt. <laughs> I wanted, him, I wanted him to get a faith breaker into the grave. Come on! Oh, they let us out. They let us out. Ringside Collectibles posted like, "What accessory from the Boneyard match should we have?" I was like, "Michelle McCool, please." <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, yeah, no. So the six pack challenge actually would have been. I'm a big fan of any six pack challenge, to be honest. Um, and I would have been totally here for that. So I don't know why my dumbass didn't put anything for WrestleMania 24 or 25, but I could leave that open for you guys if you have anything. So, like, if you could think of anything. Yeah, let's kind of do this. For I would have done Mar- Maria versus Beth one-on-one for the title, to be honest. Yeah, I was thinking that for 24 because I was wrong what everything was going on. Or yeah. if they were going to do a multi-woman, kind of how they did. Because if they were going to give the title to Mickey the next month, then... So apparently Mickey wasn't supposed to be the woman that they were going to put it on Ashley um, was like what apparently the rumor was that, that Ashley was supposed to get the title and then they didn't feel completely confident putting it on her. So they went with Mickey instead. Mm. So which is kind of a bummer because I always really liked Ashley like sure. I loved her. She yeah, I could have seen her winning it at 23 actually. Because I felt I like she was, I, like, a lot hotter, like, crowd-wise hotter than just because right. was she was, like, at the peak of Playboy. It was before she went to do Survivor. Like, I felt like after she came back in 2008, things were just kind of like, oh, there's Ashley. And then there's not Ashley. And then there's Ashley. Hey. Yeah, we, no. And I'm for a second how, like, 15-year-old me was so pissed off that Melina won that match. And the way she won, I was like, she had the shoulder up, bro. She had the shoulder Yeah. I was so I, I was so upset like blatantly upset that ashley didn't win granted now years later i'm like you know what i kind of see why they didn't go with that route but at the time i didn't really get wrestling as well as i do now allegedly but um yeah i I was really like upset that she didn't win that match but i'm kind of glad like looking back now that she really didn't need it (laughs) she didn't no she i think ashley was like always like super over like she she was like they didn't have a lot of alternative girls at that time so like the thing about ashley is like she kind of teetered that line because like she was still like the hot blonde but like also like very edgy alternative so um and she was good on know. promos too which shocked the hell out talk. of me. oh my it, god she could it, talk so good she did a really good job too so like okay i was an ashley super fan um this was in the era of like my late middle school early high school years so like 
Hot Topic was the store we all shopped at. We all wore band tees. These were our tennis shoes. Um, everyone had the super, super emo haircuts, but like, I still wanted to be the girly girl underneath all of that. So like, yeah, I had a little purple streak in my hair and had the super swoosh bangs, but like my skulls had bows on them, you know, like I was still girly and (laughs) Ashley, Ashley kind of brought that sex appeal and girliness to that dark kind of Gothic side. And, um, I don't know if you, I'm a music nerd almost as equally as I am a wrestling nerd. And I had just seen a band. Um, I was obsessed with the band Hinder. Do y'all remember them? Lips yeah, and angels. Let me hear your voice like an angel. <laughs> Coming soon, with- Golden Era, the originals on Spotify. <laughs> I had seen them with Papa Roach, and I was super pumped to hear To Be Loved in person because, you know, that was the raw team. And yeah, say no, she was in deep, folks. <laughs> I was. So, okay. I, I'm going to bring this all around. I promise. Um, the opening band for Hinder and Papa Roach that night was a band called Revelation Theory. And they were very up and coming, very not popular at the time. And I got backstage passes. I was in like seventh or eighth grade. My dad should have never taken me to this concert because I've never seen so many boobs or pot in my life. Like still to this day, it was like an overwhelming amount of like boobs and marijuana. But and that's um, coming from a woman that frequents Russell Cade, folks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I fell in love with Revelation Theory, and I, I'm pretty sure if I could find my MySpace password, I could find this conversation. I, like, remember posting, oh, my God, these guys are so great. They just sound like the type of people you would hear on SmackDown vs. Raw 2008 next year. And well, then, sure, sure enough, next year. Actually, but- ended up being in their music video for Hell Yeah, and they sing Randy Orton's theme song for Voices. And I was like, man, I called that. <laughs> I forgot how good a song Hell Yeah was. Oh, my oh, God. Uh, so funny story uh it's funny you mentioned uh ref theory uh at, they were the theme song for wrestlemania 24 yeah and um they i think they had like a block party or something prior because i remember it was this, like a I remember fake this. access i remember i met candace at it they did like a fake access well, like no, in well, like a parking lot before <laughs> <laughs> no, they did one at Universal City Walk that I didn't get a chance to go to, but then they did something the the day of WrestleMania. And they yeah. had like a like a stage set up, and Ref Theory was performing the theme song, and I can hear them screaming into a microphone from the outside of the building. And then my dad's like, he's he was with me. He's not like really huge into wrestling, but he took me just because he was like, yeah, I get to you know bow my kid. So I'm like, all right, cool. So he's like, what is that screaming? And I was like, Dad. Give me a hell. Give me a yeah. Let's go. <laughs> well, the question is, did they sound better there than they did at WrestleMania 30 when they actually no, did voices? No, no, no they, they, they actually not going to lie. To I love them to death, but they sounded absolutely atrocious. <laughs> yeah. you, what, you know what else was gross about WrestleMania 24? Um, I don't, I'm hoping, I didn't go to 33, so I'm hoping it was better. But the bathroom situation was really unfortunate at that stadium. Oh, it was so, disgusting. It was like a pig trough. Like, that, like, all these, like, pulled over and I was like, what? So, the, uh, Orlando redid the entire Citrus Bowl, like, a few years after, uh, WrestleMania 24, so, I think it was, like, maybe three or four years, and they did, like, a whole, like, reevaluate, like, like, they did a whole reconstruction of the arena, not, like, terrible, but, like, it's a better improvement, because the entire area that the Citrus Bowl is in is not the safest area, it's actually one of the more sketchy areas in Orlando, um, but I, I remember this because I went to the bathroom during Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar and <laughs> I was like, wow, these are nice. This is a step up from the pig trot that we got at WrestleMania 24. 
Are there seats now in the stadium? Because I remember it just being like bleachers or something, like concrete oh, bleachers. Oh, thank God bless. Yeah, there, there's there's <laughs> seats now. Um, there's like um, the uh, concession the concession stands are like r- much more nicer. They have like a VIP area. They have like a chase lounge and all this other stuff. I'm like, wow! Imagine paying all this money to sit here the entire show. Oh God, yeah. No. Sometimes they've been in some like shit the best arena by stadium by far that they've been in was the one in california um well for 31 yeah, yeah they had pork buns and it was i was waiting for the stadium. <laughs> yeah it was the best stadium i had like 20 pork buns during the wrestlemania i had so much fun like that was like i was like that was 2015 did impressions so was, movie theater Let's oh see. so i talked with tom it was great i had to, didn't have to sit through the matches i hated and then like i yelled at the people sitting in front of me because they put a sign up during the bella's entrance i was like not this match <laughs> as he's wearing the nikki bella t-shirt oh yeah <laughs> i was wearing you know, did we ever a, get a women's Chrissy versus t-shirt. natty in the cat lumberjack match <laughs> he did not. It was very unfortunate. <laughs> oh, what a shame. Oh, I, yeah, I miss what fucking what movie was I seeing with my family? I think like one of the divergents, oh, no. but like the yeah. whole time I was like doing the podcast like, <laughs> in the theater. Why? <laughs> Why does my family put up with me? My god, I'm terrible. <laughs> I ask myself that question every single day. <laughs> well, I mean, now they don't have a fucking choice. We're quarantined, but. Okay, we're getting off track. All right, so 25. I think we all have some thoughts about what could have been a much better scenario. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, when, no Santina's a start. When the match was initially announced, I was wait, not going to lie to you. I was really excited. I was like, I was oh, too. Tori Wilson. I was like, Lita, Trish, Victoria. Joy everyone's Johnny. China's coming back. The Miss, the Miss WrestleMania yeah. battle. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. It was Surprisingly, not... Sunny was not the lowest point. No, I, w- I remember when, because they announced who was going to be in it, I feel like, the week of or the day before or something like Joy, that. Giovanni. Yeah. Uh, Molly was, like, was in it. Tori was in it. Joy, Sunny, Victoria. Miss Jackie. Yeah, Miss Jackie was in it. Miss Jackie. Tori. I'm trying to think who else was in there. Oh, wasn't May- Candace Michelle was like the, the timekeeper? No. And, and then May Young was- rang the bell. Victoria was in it. She had just left like two months before. Which um, sense. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think if anyone else returned for this. Uh, no, because Gil Kim was already just back. She back. just came back. Yeah, like a few weeks before. I mean, yeah, so like there weren't like the, the people, it was really underwhelming, the people they brought back. And Tori Wilson actually just did an interview, I feel like, about this. Or, and she was saying, you know, I really, I wouldn't have done it. Like, I really regret doing that like she because she's like i don't regret much but like i regret being in that battle royal like it wasn't what they pitched it to me as and then when i found out she's like i was so embarrassed because like the, people didn't even know i was in it because they didn't announce anyone you know exactly. like oh, the fact that they had him coming oh. out to kid rock and didn't get like an actual ring in oh, that's the worst part of the shit first of all like i was there and it was like a 20 minute kid rock singing thing and i'm like no one no 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 stop and that was like after he had that like big hit that summer um and like so he played that and like all like the trash fans in the audience were like oh i like this song um and i was was like oh god i was like i gotta go there's no i mean it was in texas right yeah, it was. Actually, Houston was a cool city. I had fun in Houston. The Mexican food was on point. Um, it was great. I was drunk on sangria when I showed up to Mania, and then that killed my buzz. 
Um, so, <laughs> so, but you know, I was, and then the girls just came out and I didn't realize I, I was, I'm glad I stayed cause I was about to get up. I was like, fuck this. And then like people started sharing and I'm like, Oh, the girls are coming out. I'm like, Oh, they all have to like touch him as they walk by. Mm-hmm. This seems gross. Wait, you know what? what? Let me see if I could find all the participants of that battle royal. Wait, I was on. trying to find it too. I can't find it. No, I brought some video twenty-five. They'll have the order of a yeah. yeah. Because I Layla before they even finished, like what yeah. the match was. All right, so we had we had a hell of a roster, y'all. Uh, wait, hold on. Let me see. Miss WrestleMania battle. Where the fuck is it? If you go to the bottom, I think it has. Well, yeah, didn't Layla, Layla got no, eliminated? No, the participants. So we had Alicia Fox, ECW dancing Alicia Fox. Oh, uh, the Bella Twins, who were recently reunited after feuding on ECW. We had Eve. We had Gail Kim, who just came back, held up the Divas title, and would never win it. Uh, <laughs> we had uh, Jackie Gata, who had another one of those matches. Uh, Jillian, Joy Giovanni. I guess only love could not do it. Uh, let's see. Katie Lee, Kelly Kelly, uh, Layla, who didn't do anything for 30 seconds. Maria, uh, Maurice. Was Maurice Davis champion then? Yes, she was. Yes, she yeah. was. She was Alina, who was in a row. Uh, Michelle McCool, Mickey James, Molly Holly, Natalia, uh, Nikki Bella. Let's see. Rosa Mendez, who was recently like just best sidekick. Sonny. Skirt Tiffany. Oh. Uh, Tori Wilson, Victoria, Beth Phoenix, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was there. Have fun. I honestly, um, if, we're, if we're talking about what ifs, I would have loved to see Gail Kim challenge Maurice for the championship at WrestleMania. That would have been freaking match. I would have no, see, I would have left a triple threat with, with Michelle or a fatal four-way with Maria involved and Michelle McCool. Yeah, they totally could have done something like that, too. And then, like, for the Raw side, I feel like they... Uh, if they were only going to do one women's match, I would have had a Divas title match because the women's title got the Royal Rumble, so at least that way they just can kind of split up the, the well, big four. it was weird because, like, a few weeks before that, it looked like they were building towards some sort of, like, Raw versus SmackDown thing because they had Maurice attack Melina. Oh, yeah, because then they had, yeah. like, the random champion versus champion match. Yes. Um, so, and then, like, all of a sudden it was going to be, like, the Battle Royal, but I think, I don't, it's tough to say because the roster was stacked at that time, so, like, and, like, there's so many women I wouldn't have wanted left off the card, so in, in theory, a Battle Royal is a great way to get them all on there, it just should have been a good one, but I, I would have wanted to see Maurice on there because she was at her peak, um, but Melina was also red hot at that time as well. Yeah, so, I'm trying to think, was Savannah ring announcing ECW at the time? She, um, I don't think I don't she, know. or was she still in FCW? Because she was at WrestleMania 26 the, the following year. She was doing the ring announcing for like the, the pre-show or whatever the, or the, the dark, dark matches were. Cause I, I remember her uh, ring announcing at that mania, but I don't think she was, uh, I don't think she was with ECW yet. I think Tiffany had okay. just become general manager or was the, the assistant and, so, yeah, I don't think she was there yet. It was probably, but, like, well, yeah, it was probably, like, a little after that. I think you're right. I, I can't remember when she came. I like Savannah, though. I can't remember when she debuted. I don't know. I probably would have done, if I could have two title matches, I think, well, Melina was still feuding with Beth. And Beth kind of had, like, that Rosa Mendez thing going on, like, with her. So, like, I maybe would have had 
maybe Mickey involved too, so probably a triple threat with Melina, uh, Mickey, and Beth, I'd say. Um, well, I mean, what, was, that... what, was, what was Mickey doing at that time? Nothing. She didn't do anything until Maurice was traded for Melina, and then the Divas title came. Uh, which is the sad truth, but... I mean, I would have maybe done Beth versus Melina in some sort of stipulation match, because they wrestled on the pre-show at Elimination Chamber, um, and which I can't find that match anywhere. Um, but I probably would have done some sort of stipulation just to like end that feud. Um, and then I would have done... Maurice versus Michelle McCall versus Maria. Versus Gail or, yeah. Okay. Well, if, I would, honestly, I would have waited for Gail to debut till like, the SmackDown after Mania. Yeah, that was kind of weird how, like, they had her debut the way that she did. And, and then, then like, she, and then she didn't do shit in the Battle Royal. Like, she got eliminated, like, with her own move. Like, I was like... Oh, I mean, isn't it also foreshadowing that Gail Kim's first yeah. WrestleMania match is a Battle Royal <laughs> and her last WWE match is a Battle Royal? Oh, so sad. All right, well, let's move on to 26. Um, we had that 10 Diva tag, which was, like, announced, I think, like, the day before or that week or something. Because I remember... It was, like, the Raw before because they had, like, the big handicap match on SmackDown where Vicky yeah. was trying to punish Bath or some shit. It was weird. Um, and very thrown together. I mean, we got the finisher mania, which was good until the hog splash. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that I actually did write down matches for. So let's see. For Ooh. the raw side of things for the Divas title, I was thinking another six pack challenge. Clearly, I'm original like WWE. <laughs> uh, so it would have been uh, then champion Maurice versus Gail Kim versus Eve versus Kelly Kelly versus Alicia Fox versus Natalia. And then on the SmackDown side for the women's title, it would have been Mickey versus Beth versus Michelle versus Layla for the women's title in a fatal four-way. Huh. Let me ask you this. Did we ever get a Marie Scal Kim one-on-one? Yes. We the Raw did? after the Chamber. Nah. Yeah, because it was supposed to be at the Chamber, and then they made it a random tag match versus Lay Cool. I have heard the Raw Divas are saying mean things about the SmackDown Divas. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't even know who that was supposed to be. Mickey Guerrero. <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. Honestly, I would have loved to see Gail and Maurice have that championship match, like the finals, be at WrestleMania. That would have made the championship yeah. a lot Agreed. more. And like, even if Maurice would have won, I would have loved to see Gail have her moment and have that match at WrestleMania. Um, and honestly. They had enough time. They easily could have put the other 10 Diva tag match and just substituted uh, Gail and Maurice for two other women on the roster. And also the fucking legacy match did not need to be that long just for Randy Orton to squash him. True. No, oh, that was long. And I like did... that match for other reasons. But anyways, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> SeanCody.com oh, I was um, going to say fanfiction.net, but that works too. I think um, the Vince McMahon match could have been shorter too. So oh. like... God, I was watching that back, and I was like, yo, like, the the entrance with the McMahons and the Hearts took at least, like, ten minutes. I'm like, why does it take so long? Hurry it up. Because they're so, geriatric. See, like, oh if you're not God. a wrestling fan and, like, didn't know who the Hearts were, like, I was like, what kind of family reunion is this? Like, like you, you, like, don't know who these people are. Oh, it weird. Hart, and this is Jerry Hart, and this is yeah. Samantha Hart. And this, this is, is an aunt. Like, you know, like, it's just, like, it was weird, but... 
This um, is achy breaky heart. This is achy breaky heart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, this is Melissa Joan Hart. Um, <laughs> I would have always. Big fan, big fan. I, I w- I've always said this the women's championship match, which SmackDown was on fire. Early 2010 was one of my favorite times for any women's division on SmackDown. Um, when Michelle McCool was women's champion, feuding, starting to feuding with Mickey, and Beth kind of got in the middle of it, very conflicted at first if she was going to join Beth and Layla or help Mickey. Um, and it had all the makings of a perfect triple threat match for the women's championship with Mickey, Beth, and Michelle McCool. Oh, it totally did. So I really, I'm still pissed. We didn't get that, but... You know what else is weird, too? I would have had the entrance for the 10 Diva tag match not be Eve Torres' music. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank also, you for saying that. Also, at WrestleMania 28, it was Eve's music again, too. And but I left the theme song. I hated that other version of She Looks Good. Oh, my God. It was oh, so scary. They're horrible. both better than, than the one she used for, like, the summer of yeah, 2011. Yeah, was horrible. That was I don't know the, how that got in the video I game. I love that. I don't oh, know what... I love that. And I just think that they missed the opportunity to give it to her. And I guess they were like, ah, I would have totally given that to somebody else. That second Usher-like remix, I was here for it. I which which song like are you talking about? Eve's, Eve's theme. Like, yeah, she it's had like the, the first, R&B version of She, she looks, good looks Good to Me. And then the second one was like, She Looks Good to Me. And then the third one was like, boop, 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 She <laughs> okay, so I've decided that we need to have a one one time episode of Diva Theme Karaoke. Golden Era presents Diva Theme. I love it. We're doing it. It's I'm happening. Here. But it needs to be a Zoom call or something where we or back to Skype. Has to be I could do it on my damn Twitch channel. I want We're to be able to that. see it and like recreate them because like that's all my friends and I used to do growing up is we would go and get dressed up out of anything we could find in the closet and make the hoiest outfits we could. And we would do our <laughs> And then we would, like, wrestle for, like, two seconds. And then, like, okay, I want to go change who I am. I want to be I want to be Kelly Kelly now. And, like, we'd go I change. I mean, it was ironic because the Divas at the time only like, wrestled for two seconds, too. So. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we have to do that. Oh, my I'm God. For it. I'm, I'm totally down. We're doing it. I'm getting. I'm getting my Terry Reynolds bikini outfit ready. <laughs> no, instead of Jake doing like the actual theme, she he just does like the Diva Dirt Weekly Terry theme, where it's just like y'all, mom. Right. <laughs> I guess I'm getting the Terry Reynolds bikini. If it's not the one from the Miss Rumble 2000 swimsuit contest, oh, on it. That's exactly what I was thinking it was going to be. Because I well, so my brothers and I used. I used to like. I don't know why my brothers and I were so weird. I used to just like quote like that segment all the time. And I would be like, we're about to find out why those Hardy Boys are so damn lucky. Terry! Much as I hate Jerry Lawler, and I really do, I was watching that back probably like a few weeks ago, the Miss Rumble contest. And when Jacqueline starts like taking off her robe and starts dancing, you just see Jerry Lawler doing the cabbage patch in the background. (laughs) The funniest thing i have seen in i don't know how long because it was it just i don't know it's perfect timing i was like i hate you but my god that was funny I, I i adore that segment so much which is so strange <laughs> yeah as gay as you are <laughs> you got it on it <laughs> only to be upstaged by wwe hall of famer may young oh my god 
I sadly missed bikini contests. They were uh, so fun. <laughs> although I will say one of my favorite wrestling memories ever, the first show I ever went to was Armageddon in 2008, seeing Mae Young come out to the Cali Kiss Cam. Oh my God. It was, a- <laughs> was, that, was that Armageddon? Yeah, uh, the one where Michelle debuted the Faith Breaker and then Jeff Hardy won the title. Ah, what a great pay-per-view that was. Yeah, good times. But, but, uh, but I, speaking of times that could have been good, let's address the elephant in the room, WrestleMania 29. Ooh. We, which, Chastity, I know you love WrestleMania 29, but you have to understand why we don't. Okay, let's hear it. <laughs> So let's talk about the fact that there were no women's matches. Mm-hmm. And the one that was announced as a mixed tag team match was canceled. Oh, this was the Bellas one, right? Yes. Yeah, oh, it was. So I actually almost started crying. At yeah, it's also not the first time that uh, Jake has been uh, cucked out of anything Bella related at WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so I was, I was literally, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I will get hyped no matter what the women's match is. And I was a huge Bella Twins fan. I was so sad when they left. Um, cause that's like right when I started dating Doug. So he really never got to experience like Bella's like 2011, like, which is when I really started to fall in love with them when they turned heel. Like that is probably when I was like, I'm, an, I'm obsessed. I love them. They're the best. Um, and then they came back. And I was so excited. I remember I was literally on the toilet and was talking raw. <laughs> and I like called Doug. I was like, Doug, the Bellas are back. He's like, which ones are those? I was like, oh, you can look, but you can't touch. Because he like <laughs> knew the songs. And he's like, oh, okay. So, Which I still don't know how you didn't book Kim Sozi for your wedding, but someone else did. <laughs> My cousin did. I was pissed. Um, <laughs> so um, anyway, she's a wedding singer in New York, if you didn't know. But anyway, so... Uh, I was very excited for the Bellas' return. I was very excited for WrestleMania. I was very excited to see what they were going to wear. Um, and right, I knew I figured they were getting the death slot. And because what didn't that, at that time? Right. And then John Cena's music hit, and I was like, "What the hell?" And like my dad even could tell. Like I was excited. He's like, "So I guess no girls then." And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, and like he could tell. Like I was like really pissed and like upset. I was just like, what the fuck? So, like, I don't even think I, even think I paid attention to the main event um, that year. But, like, I was upset. I It wasn't my favorite WrestleMania um, for multiple reasons. It was just boring. But, like, I hated that there was no women's matches. There were so many options they could have gone with. I felt uh-huh. bad for Caitlyn, who I adore. Um, oh, my God. So oh, funny that you bring that up because that was going to be my what if. Where if yeah. we actually had a Divas title match, it would would have been Caitlyn versus AJ. Yeah, would have been perfect. Or I what I what I'm I'm surprised they didn't even have her come out. So like I interviewed her a few years ago, um, and I asked her about that. I was like, what the fuck happened with WrestleMania 29? And I was like, I was like, I'm surprised they didn't even have you come out for the tag title match. You know, like because she was quasi involved with that. And she was like, yeah, there were never plans for that, for me to come out in the middle of that match, which I thought was so strange. Hmm. Now, okay, remember, you guys are like encyclopedias compared to me, but this was kind of right when like Total Divas started being a big thing, right? Like this is- Yeah, and then- They were filming the first episode that weekend. So So, like part of me wonders like, like, was it a storyline? I know, that's what I was going to say. Like knowing that this this was kind of like the big like- Okay, 
I'm a woman, hear me roar, I love wrestling, I'm an outcast, whatever. But like to me, this that story in Total Divas was what really got a lot of people hooked and got them kind of feeling sympathy yeah. for women. And it was like, wow, this company's like crapping on the girls. Oh, what, you know, a year and a two later, like we've got a whole women's pay-per-view. Look how far we've come. It's like they kind of set the premise of the whole show right then by like tanking the girls' match. So um, I've, I've always kind of wondered if it was something that they, they planned all alone. To, and I don't think, I definitely don't think the girls were a part of that. I think the girls were genuinely hurt, but I'm wondering if the powers that be knew what they were doing then. I think what ended up happening was it, it whoever was on prior to the girls, I think it was, uh, Taker and Punk. They genuinely went over the time they were supposed to, because I don't think they would have planned that being that there was four other guys involved in that match that also took a, took a loss because, you know, the the powers that be, you know, said, hey, this match is not going to happen. So, I mean, I, I would have loved uh, to, honestly, I would have loved to see AJ Caitlin more than this mixed tag match. Um, we ended up getting the next night on Raw, but obviously the crowd, you know, the Raw after Mania is always crazy. See, and they weren't actually, match at all. Yeah, I'm looking right now, Ramon. So looking at the actual card on uh, Wikipedia. So the match that was would have been before it was Triple H versus Brock Lesnar. Ah, okay. Which explains everything. But also, I don't get why... Is that when Triple H had semen on him? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he walked out of, like, his fun house and he had, like, jizz all over his <laughs> I mean, this was before I like actually watched pay-per-views as they happened because they were fucking expensive, and I was in I high school. Yeah, this was the Kamwad WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because like that one, twenty-four minutes. Taker and Punk one twenty-two. John Cena and The Rock one twenty-four. Like, you know, you could fucking make ha- all of those matches like fifteen, like eighteen-minute matches, and have time for like a six-minute match with entrances, and not diminish anything on the card. You know what's the the shitty part about it was was it the the the, the year prior it was uh Cameron and Naomi were dancing with Brodus Clay on stage with the other ladies dressed as uh yeah Grammys or something with yeah, the asses the Mama Mama Funk or something like that oh, and yeah. I was like oh man so when Naomi finally got her chance to shine at the Mania uh, WrestleMania 33 I was like oh girl it's been such a long time. <laughs> Yeah, come so, to think of it, WrestleMania 29 has such a weird fucking uh, card because looking at these time slots, like aside from uh, the three I listed, only one other match was like, or no, two were like 10 minutes, but everything was like six minutes, eight minutes, eight minutes. Like they could have made time for that. Like I get like you're trying to get off pay-per-view by 11, but if you're already cutting other matches short, hello? Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Well, speaking of... um weird cards let's talk about wrestlemania 30 um we did get a our first divas title match at yeah, this you know year. jake you're a real bitch <laughs> <laughs> so at wrestlemania you're gonna face brie bella and nikki bella and naomi and cameron <laughs> And then just everything, and Summer Rae, and then everyone's just, and Rosa right. Mendez, and then you hear and on commentary. Rosa Mendez. And Tamina. The audible shock when Rosa Mendez came out. I was just like, really? What? I, and like the fact that she came out looking not at all like Rosa Mendez. I was like, who is this? But I love and how they also introduced her after Summer Rae, so it's like, wait, what? 
Oh my god. Yeah, no, it was AJ versus the world in the Vicky Guerrero invitational. Um But it's always world- been that way. The odds were third okay, I could- it's sad that I remember that promo that well. <laughs> I like this match. I honestly like not for well, nothing. Like, given that I it, it was, I actually like this match. And everyone who was in the match played their part, with the exception of Eva Marie and Cameron's top. Oh, no, uh, oh yeah, Cameron's top. Oh, Cameron. Oh, I forgot about Cameron's top. See, I always thought that was going to be a storyline on Divas, and it wasn't. Also, what happened to JoJo? <laughs> I. I think she was like, I think she decided, like, I don't want to wrestle actually. And I think they were transition. I think she was ring announcing for NXT at this point. She was Wait, wrestling no, she live events. And then I guess they presented her. It's it, the same situation happened with Eden, and the same situation happened with Dasha, where an injury might have taken place. And they're like, you know what? We think you're better suited here. Because uh, I know that Dasha, uh, prior to being let go from WWE, or Actually, prior to being let go to WWE, she was training um, to wrestle. And then she just stopped. And they were like, hey, we think you're better off here. So I think that might have been the same thing that happened with JoJo. Where they're like, hey, we think you're better suited. Um, you know, ring announcing. And then sure enough, Dasha ended up having a match earlier this year, too. Where she was doing shit like a moonsault. It's like, oh. Oh, oh shit. Good for her. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's so, about JoJo, that though. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously we had uh, the Vicky Guerrero clusterfuck invitational, which, I mean, it was a good match. I wish it wasn't, like, right after the streak died, and I oh, wish it was no, longer. It was the if, ultimate death spot. If it was earlier in the night, I feel like it wouldn't have been received as poorly um, as well. Because, like, people were like, oh, it was so shitty. It was such a mess. And I was like, I don't feel like it was as messy as other multi-person matches I've seen. I feel like, you know, like, it was pretty much, like, two or three people as the focal point at most points in the match, you know, and there were some cool spots in it, like, Natty almost did the triple um, sharpshooter, which I thought yeah. was cool. She did get the Tower of Doom, we had the Bella Twins doing the, the double Bella moment, match. which was amazing and one of my favorite Mania moments. Um, yeah, looking at this, we did not need 25 minutes of Brock Lesnar versus The Undertaker for The Undertaker to lose the streak after, like, three or four F5s for seven minutes of Divas where, like, they could have actually made it, like, a gauntlet match, which would have been good. Right. right. Wasn't it supposed to be Naomi versus uh, AJ? Yeah, and then Oksana's knee happened. Oksana's knee happened. Oksana's wig was a year before, so... How amazing would Naomi, because I don't know if you guys have ever seen their NXT match um, from, like, 2010, but, like, it's a severely underrated match. Go watch it if you haven't. But, like, I feel like one-on-one, Naomi and AJ, especially on a stage like WrestleMania, could probably do some incredible stuff. And Naomi, imagine that now, though, like, where Naomi is, like, so much more skilled than she was in 2014. Like. Yeah, and even then, Naomi in 2014 could still wrestle for a Oh, yeah. She was she was incredible. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean personally, I had no. I, I would have done this as an elimination style. I didn't personally hate this match as a lot of other people do. I would have loved to see Naomi versus AJ one on one, but then I probably wouldn't have had the Bellas on WrestleMania, so I'm torn. So <laughs> no, I feel like it would have been a multi woman match either way. Like I could have seen like them doing like if I honestly thought when this was announced it would have been a battle royal. Yeah, honestly, I'm glad it wasn't. <laughs> Looking back on it, I actually probably would have been okay with this being on the kickoff show. I feel like that would have been one of the first matches the crowd would have seen. They would have been really into it, and at that point, it would have kind of set a tone. Because the match wasn't bad at all. It's just the placement on the card was where right. I 
lacking. So I feel like maybe either on the kickoff show or even one of the first few matches on the card, it would have been a lot better. But I guess they needed something to kind of get the crowd like relaxed and just catch a breather because, I mean, the streak was over at that point. So mm-hmm. that kind of fucked with everyone. <laughs> Wait, you know what I would have done? I would have moved this and the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Like, if this was yeah. after the Shield match, which was already short as shit, it would have been fine. And then yeah. no one cared about the Battle Royal anyways, so. Yeah, I agree. I would have done that. I Thank God, though, this wasn't a few years earlier, because it probably would have been a Mardi Gras theme to rip off the top match to win. True story. It, it, like... <laughs> it would have been a beads on a pole match. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I personally don't have a huge gripe with this. Um, I, like, I'm just happy all those women got an opportunity to be on WrestleMania because for a lot of them, they probably would have never had a Mania match. So good for them. Um, I, I'm just pissed they didn't get entrances or, like, at least a group entrance for the match because, like, all the women were just, like, standing in the ring and then AJ came out, which was kind of shitty. Right. Um, so I don't know. Um, so WrestleMania 31, personally, Jake, I think is, you and I have the same one. Yeah, I know, I know for a fact we do. <laughs> like, um, Can anyone guess? <laughs> okay, hold on. I have to. I'm so y'all are so much better at like okay. the. It was the, the Bella versus AJ and Paige. That Ramon, year. if you've watched or listened to any podcast in the last five years, you know what we're gonna say. I okay, like- I don't think I'll know. What is it? What was your? What is your what if? Yeah, what what is it? Is it so, is, is it uh, Nikki Bella versus Paige? No, no. I, honestly, I'm fine with all four competitors in the match. The women's division was those four for literally a year. Um, plus Stephanie was sprinkled in at one point, but I would have either kept the match the same, but made it for the Divas Championship to make it a little mm-hmm. bit more interesting. Mm-hmm. So it's like every woman for themselves. So like Brie could get pissed at Nikki, kind of bring that up again. Yeah, because like, I, no, was... I want the belt. Yeah, I was going to say, I was thinking, like, the tag match for the Intercontinental title is when that happened. Yeah. Like, what? Or, like, so it would have been, like, uh, that one TNA match where Tara won the title accidentally. Do you, you remember that? Like, oh, and then the next night she has Breton. Oh. Ooh. Imagine, like, it would have been, like, oh. would have gotten the pinfall. and like. Yes, exactly. Whoever got the pinfall. Because, like, because it would have made so much sense. Because at one point all these women were rivals with each other at one point in the year. Like, AJ and Paige, like, they were, like, allied freaks or whatever for this match. But, like, they pretty much hated each other for a year. Like, why are we ignoring that fact and they're already on the same page? Like, I would have loved to see that animosity come up. I would have loved to see the twins' animosity come up because, like, and then that would have brought their feud back a little bit more full circle because they kind of just, like, mended fences or whatever where they're like, oh, no, she's my sister, so I still support her. But, like, also, can we talk about the fact, like, kind of off topic, but at Hell in a Cell 2014, that Brie versus Nikki was the better match that night? Um, of course it was. I'm not shocked. Um, I loved it. I remember there was a rumor that that was going to be in a Hell in a Cell at one point. Would have been crazy good. I would have loved it. Like, at the time, I remember even thinking, though, I was just like, because we haven't, haven't seen women in that match. And I remember, like, I was like, I'm just imagining the Hell in a Cell being lowered to, like, the total divas theme. Like, yeah, <laughs> or seeing Tony Chimmel come out to the Total Divas theme at a house yeah. show. But <laughs> but I'm glad. Um, I I wish it was, but still, it was an amazing match, and it's also very underrated. I love that match. Um, 
So I don't know, but yeah, no, I, that match was, I liked the tag match, but I just would have made it for the Divas Championship to make it a little bit more interesting and get the Divas title defended again at WrestleMania. Although, looking at how the match played out, if AJ won the title and then was leaving that week... Um... Uh, yeah, I mean, that would have been... Sh- I Honestly, I would have had Nikki still win the match. Um, but I would... Just to make it a little bit more interesting, like, I would love, like, a moment where she gets kind of pissed at Brie. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and slaps her. But, like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But... Or no, like Brie hits the Bella Buster on Paige or something, and then Nikki breaks up the pin, drags her to the corner, tags herself in, and then pins yeah. her. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Was- um, good. Um, so yeah, so that was good. Um, but anyway, WrestleMania 32. So this was kind of like a change in the division time. The Divas Championship was retired. The word Divas was retired. And the first ever WWE Women's Champion, Lita, is in the ring with her belt, and she's like, I'm relinquishing the title, and it's going to be a triple threat match. So, <laughs> In true Teddy Long fashion. <laughs> so, um, leading up to this, I, this was like the first women's match that was kind of billed as one of the main events for the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so, is it bad that I wouldn't change a thing about WrestleMania 32? I was going to say, it was perfect to me. Because I kind of stopped my Rodas after 31, because I felt like everything else served its purpose. Yeah, thir- 30, um, two, I thought was like a perfect, personally, I mean, I know for a fact I'm the minority here. I definitely preferred the 10 Diva tag to the triple threat match. Um, I know it's like the triple threat match is like, oh, this is like, I mean, my thing is like, I love both matches, but I love them both for different reasons. Yeah. that Okay. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Yep. Yeah. That see the, the thing about the 10 Diva tag for me is. I loved literally all 10 women in the match. Um, even Eva Marie? Even Eva Marie. I, okay, <laughs> I actually really like Eva Marie. I'm a big Eva Marie fan. I'm sorry. I know Ramon is as well. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> I, the whole hour. <laughs> I mean, I would, she might be a piece of dog poop. I'm just saying. Dog, dog poop? <laughs> here's my, I think Eva Marie, um, here's the thing. I think she was in WWE, but you could tell she didn't want to be there. Which sucks, you know. Like I, I don't think she ever wanted to be a wrestler. I think she just wanted fame of some kind. But the thing is, I think she, well, the, the thing is, I, I think she tried her best. I think she knew she wasn't a super athlete. But like the thing is, she did show improvement. And whether people want to admit that she or did. not, I'll give her that. Yeah, like I was, I loved that she worked the slice thread. That's not an easy move to pull off. No, like, and the fact that she worked that into her repertoire, being like with her skill set. I don't know. I feel like if she was still there today, she probably would have been like a, a very impressive wrestler. I feel like she would have been like maybe a little better than Candace Michelle 2007. Do you want which... to have a dream for Eva Marie if she were around today? Oh. I would have loved, I'm talking like this would be just my white girl dream, would be to see Mandy Rose, Eva Marie, and Sonia as this like blonde hair, redhead, brunette, like stable, this faction of like to put together, we, the three of us are the perfect woman. Like we represent oh, everything a man, wants, everything a woman wishes she could be. And let these three come out and just be the top bitches in the company. And you kind of like the, the three of them alone like just just those three represent so many different aspects of the female characters that we've seen over the years past present and future so like to me now would be an amazing time for Eva Marie to come back regardless of what you think about her in the ring she fits this mold of just like 
we can take anyone off the street and turn them into something and you're either going to love them or hate them. But like for that role, she would be the perfect heel for that. Like, I just think I've always, as soon as I saw Mandy and Sonya together, I was like, oh my God, Eva would be a great manager for them, for those girls for fire oh, and desire. It sucks. Oh, she's going to be good for rumble pop though. I it will say that. sucks because um, if you listen to any of the interviews she's done, like she was bought in, like she was recruited you know, by a modeling agency or whatever. And she came in and she wanted to be a wrestler I think they had it's kind of the same thing that happened with Chelsea with Tough Enough that she was there for a tryout and they mm-hmm. were like, Hey, you happen to look good on TV. We like the way you look in front of a camera. Can we ask you some questions? And then they told her, We can't tell you what the project is about, but if we do decide to go with you, it's going to change within the next 72, 48 to 72 hours. So I guess they liked the way she performed. They liked her and JoJo. That was that diva, that alleged diva shirt that went on that, uh, that mm-hmm. year in 2013. So mm-hmm. I think she wanted she wanted to learn, but I think the company it was kind of the same situation that Celeste was in, where they kind of yeah. TV. Her first match was on live TV, and she was learning literally on the road because they had a they had a tape for Total Divas. So she was being given, you know, doing the best with what she was given. Um, it was a shitty situation that how she exited the company um, because I finally thought that she had just come into her own as a character and and i was watching a video of her like a live reaction of when she returned uh prior for uh for the tag match at wrestlemania and i mean the crowd was like irate because everyone thought it was going to be nikki and when they heard her music hit holy crap i was living for every single moment but i wish that she would have gotten a little bit more honestly not for nothing i think somebody on twitter had mentioned it that had Eva not had left, she probably would have been the first ever SmackDown Women's Champion. She was supposed they made plates for her. Get out, really? Yeah, they're I'll find the picture. Um, someone posted it a few weeks ago. Um, like someone who like helps design the belts, they had the plates and they posted a picture of them. Okay, she, let I, me go on Twitter. I fully believe she was supposed to be the first SmackDown Women's Champion. Um, and honestly, I wouldn't have hated it. I think. I really do think Eva would have been great if she was still here. Um, I'm hoping for at least a Rumble return one day or something like that. She uh, does te- tease a lot that, like, you know, like, she's been posting a lot of wrestling-related content, I feel like, lately. Like, for no reason at all. They just um, did a, um, a segment where her her and, uh, the, <laughs> her and Gene Snitsky. Oh, shut the I hell saw. up. They do exist. Yeah. Wait. So, sure? Uh, yeah, wait. Let me copy the link. But yeah, no, I oh really feel God. like she would have been uh, the SmackDown Women's Champion. I personally, I'm still kind of hoping she decides to come back one day for something. If um, she comes back for the Rumble and they keep the announcer, then that's going to be perfect key. It was her gimmick right before she left was so good. It was perfect. Yeah, um, it was. It, it was like, this is exactly what she should be doing. Like and that heel gimmick, right? Yes. That's why she would be a great valet or manager. And I feel like those roles sometimes are kind of like that you, they take, if you tell somebody, Oh, you'd be a really great manager. They take it as like a demeaning thing. But for her, she is camera freaking perfect. And she's got this like look that makes you hate her. And she's got that chicken shit heel to a T that she would be a great manager. She, she, you know, she really, she would be, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like you said, you know, people look at it as demeaning, like, Look at someone like Miss Elizabeth, you know, like uh, they were, oh, I love Liz. Yeah. They were never a wrestler 
and they still get over it. Like, it's almost like everyone has to be a wrestler now, you know? And it's okay if you're not, you know? Like, your role is just as important. I'm actually very happy to see Lana doing more managing right now. Um, you know, I hope she continues to. Um, but I, I just, I don't know. Um, it's... <sighs> so anyway, yeah, so WrestleMania 32 was awesome. WrestleMania 33, I personally have no complaints over there as well. Yeah, um, honestly, everything up till now has been pretty good. Yeah. But before we, like, when we get to a point where we're done with all of them, I have my end-all, be-all dream WrestleMania scenario that will never happen, but I wish it would. Ooh, let's now, do that. Let's go yeah, let's do dream that. matches, because I think we're out of all the ones. Yeah, everything, <laughs> else, everything else is fine. I have no more complaints, except for WrestleMania 35, I would have loved to see all Oscar defend the title. The end. Yeah. Uh, the, the whole SmackDown Women's division at WrestleMania 35. Aside from that, but yeah. So, all right, are y'all ready for this? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm turning my camera on. I know the fans who are listening can't see me, but I want you, you fellas, to be able to see the excitement on my face when I tell you this dream match. Okay. <laughs> so, like goals in life, like what I wish would happen more than anything. From just this is what I want. All right, so Ronda Rousey. Okay, I was never. I was never her biggest fan when she came to WWE. I loved her in UFC, but WWE Ronda Rousey was not my gal. However, I saw this just brewing, and I wanted it so badly. Okay, so we we knew, or we kind of all hoped that we would get the four horsewomen of UFC and the four horsewomen of WWE. However, in my mind, what would have made that storyline more amazing than anything is if rather than Charlotte representing the four, four the four horsewomen of WWE, have Paige fill in her spot. So Paige, Bailey, Becca, Becky, and Sasha, and then have our four women from UFC, and then have them like leading up to it. Just they're constantly talking about we're the foundation of this. Well, we represent this and this. You know, bickering back and forth, whatever. But okay. My dream, my dream, my dream, my dream would be before the match ever starts, before we ever get like the ding, 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 our ear up, have the lights go off, have Charlotte's music hit, Charlotte come out and say, you women think that you are worthy of claiming the name, the four horsewomen, there are eight women in there and none of you hold a candle to me, lights go off, Tessa frickin' Blanchard comes out. Lights go off. Natty comes out. Lights go off. And I don't know who my fourth one was going to be. Tamina. Tamina. Okay. I can take it. I, I think I could come up with somebody different, but I'll take it. Okay. Tamina. Maybe not outside <laughs> of the ring, but. So, like, I would love for it to be this, like, we're the new age for horsewomen. Well, we represent UFC. Well, no, oh, the lovers would have been good. Second and third generation. This is who we are. Birdie. Yeah, Rachel Ellery would be good. <laughs> Rachel Ellering or Lacey Von Eric. Girl, I love <laughs> No, this isn't the TNA Golden Era. Listen, I don't care. Do we really want to see Marina and the other one be in a WrestleMania match? No, I would have been uh, fine with Lacey Von Eric. Damn it, this is a dream scenario. Let me have this W. Does she get Christy Hemi a choke that. slam again? <laughs> Casey, that was for you. That was my moment. I would just love... That's always been my dream. Like, oh, the rock star. Do what? The rock star would be the fourth person. Who? Oh, Simone. Simone? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's training now. Oh, the rocks. I could not hear you guys. You said the rock star. Okay, yeah, that would have been perfect. Yeah. So, but, but I mean, it would be better. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> if Charlotte were 
on their side, you know, she is like, she is her father's daughter. Like if she did represent the four horsemen, four horsemen with Becky and Sasha and Bailey, and then turned on them and said, you girls aren't worthy to carry this name. And then she brought out, you know, Natty. And I, because I truly think that Natty would deserve to be in that. So like, okay, she brings out Natty and then she brings out Tessa, big pop, big pop. And then she brings out the rock's daughter. Oh my God. Yeah. Like right there. And then honestly, Tamina could come out and be their JJ. I'm like, Tamina could still be there. Like, she would be like an the iron body built like body you know guard. Oh, yeah, type. that is a good point. Like, I love that. I love it, y'all, and I want it more than anything. And like, we all know that I love Tessa more than like stars in the sky. So like, when her moment comes, because it will, there there never there will never be enough animosity or what. She will piss off everyone in the world before you know she gets there, but she will be there eventually. They'll be stupid not to have her. Yeah, um, I agree. And I just think that they that's why they never they never jumped on that four horsewoman thing because I think that is it's you've got a flair and a Blanchard already out here wrestling two of the biggest, best, baddest women on the planet. They're going to bring her in for that. And when it happens, I'm going to be standing up an inch from my TV screaming bloody murder. (laughs) (laughs) But that's my dream mania match. That's it. And the team will come down to the ring to she looks good to me. (laughs) (laughs) okay but not for nothing but tessa's theme is actually wait what i love not for nothing tessa's theme like she has right now in impact is really fucking Uh, good no tessa's theme song from all out or all in or whatever what it was that other hip-hop music they used i kind of was like really bumping to that like not too long ago i was like oh nice i don't know what it is i'll have to look it up it's like Miss VIP or something like that. It's actually like, I was like, wow, this is actually a pretty cool theme song. And I was like, it's like some regular production music, but it, it's a song they've used on TV quite a bit. Hmm. But um, no, honestly, my, so like, if I, I'm just going to chime in real quick, uh, my dream WrestleMania scenario would have been at WrestleMania 32. Uh, it would have been the triple threat, uh, Sasha, Becky, and Charlotte. However, at some point at the beginning of the match, um, have like a last minute introduction. Um, and basically they're, they're taking all the credit for the women's evolution and this, that, and the other. I would have loved to see Emma Page and Summer get their share in that match as well. Make it a six pack. Oh, yeah. no, we've been, we've been, we've oh been, yeah. Cause that's two generations of NXT. That, I would have never thought of that. Yeah, long, I like it. You guys have, you know, and we're the reason why. If it wasn't for the the match with Emma and Paige at Takeover, um, that kind of like put everything on the map. And people, and it was if it wasn't for Summer, Sasha and Charlotte wouldn't be who they are today. Exactly. So I would have been like Summer. I mean, Summer wasn't the greatest in the ring, but she was a lot better than what people gave her credit for. And I think she mm-hmm. would have been perfect in that scenario. Of having her even possibly picking up the W, like the the last person you would have expected to win, but um, I would have been I would have lived for that match. Sasha, Charlotte, Becky, Summer, Paige, and Emma. Let's go. I love it. And you know, okay, you said that that Summer um wasn't the best in the ring. When I talked to people, um, no, Summer was good. Yeah, she was good, but she was. I mean, like compared to some of the other people they had her in the ring with, I mean. Right. She was always a really great enhancement talent. I think, which which Mm -hmm. speaks volumes. So. I think, um, I guess two things about Summer, I would say. One of the most, like, heartbreaking but amazing pieces of advice I'd ever been given as an in-ring talent was from George South. And he said, you know, 
uh, it was basically putting me down and putting Tessa over. And I got that a lot, but it's okay now. Like I look back on it and realize like what he said held true. He like had his hand on my shoulder one day and I was super bummed because Tessa was going off and doing all these amazing things. And I just felt kind of like complacent with where I was in life and I was stuck in college and yada, yada, yada. And he said, honey, you can't look up early dusty roads without seeing George South. You can't find a Ric Flair, you know, dark match in blah, 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 mid-Atlantic territory without finding George South. He was like, I'm the guy that made them the guy. And he said, you're going to be the girl that made her the girl. Like, they'll, you can't go back and find a Tessa Blanchard, you know, beginning of her career match without seeing our most, our most awful, horrible moments in, of, of our lives together. So Summer is that girl for all of the girls in NXT at that time. Like, she literally put them in the position wow. they were in. She was the kind of the, st- like the stepping stone for them to be put in that, like, major category. Like you said, Sasha wouldn't be where she was. Um, they just, they all had their big moments with her. But something she was so fantastic with in the ring was she had two things going for her. Long hair and long legs. And every mm-hmm. single move she did, whether it was her lockup whether it was her her selling, everything she did utilized those two things. She flipped her hair. She worked the legs. She stretched them out. I mean, she literally worked what she had. And to me, that's better than being able to go out there and do, you know, 25 minutes of, of your shine and getting all your stuff in. Like, she was such a good worker. Like, to the core, knew what she was good for, knew her talents, knew her strengths, and she did all of those things. So, like, I was, I'm a hardcore summer stan for sure. No, I think she's severely underrated, especially when you look back at like when you see NXT before the network or like right as the network started, you're going to look back and think, damn, Summer and Emma really don't get the credit they deserve for what they did because they were the ones that put over Paige, they put over Bailey, they put over all of them and kind of going with the whole putting over thing. I think my thing is also going to be WrestleMania 32. So we have the Team Total Divas versus Bad and Blonde, who were at one point the true divas. I was going to say, okay, you could have it be a 10 woman, but if they really wanted to like be that person, they could try to make it like some kind of like what they did with Survivor Series this year, where it was like uh, five on five on five, but not an elimination. And I would have brought back women from the past and say, you guys want to call yourselves divas. We were out here out wrestling some of the guys when they wouldn't even let us go two minutes in the ring. And the people I would think would be like Michelle McCool, Mickey James before she came back, Victoria, uh, Molly Holly, Melina, like those five women right there. They represented a time where they could have put so much more work in than what they were getting out. And on top of that, could actually hold a candle to everything the girls are doing nowadays and finally get their chance. I love it. There was a WrestleMania, I forget what year it was supposed to be, but they wanted to do like Molly, Lita, and Michelle versus three current divas, and I forget who they were. But actually, you know what? It might have been 29. They were thinking of doing like a past divas versus current divas match. I remember hearing this rumor with like, and it was supposed to be like Maurice, Maria, and the Bellas or something, because it was around when they were going to bring them back in. Oh, yeah, because that's when that. (laughs) Yeah, that rumor about Maria and Maurice not getting hired but i don't know um so um my dream wrestlemania matches so one of them is actually an intergender match um so at wrestlemania 2000 i would have done china versus triple h for the wwe championship okay um honestly i feel like you know like china and triple h like split up 
like around that around the end of 1999 they never really acknowledged it like China just turned face and they just stopped appearing together um but I would have had you know them rekindle that feud in some capacity um mainly um because like I feel like there was history there we never really got a true one-on-one China Triple H match um, and I feel like they could, probably could have done some good stuff together. Like when they were on good terms, I feel like they would have worked together and created something that was pretty memorable um, and probably could have like even propelled China even farther. Um, I would have loved to see them one-on-one. Obviously I would have loved to see China win the title. Um, and when I played this with my action figures, China pedigreed Triple H off the Titan Tron to win the title. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, and then my other dream match would have been probably WrestleMania 18. And in this fantasy, China never left WWE. She remained women's champion for like a whole year, dominating the division. But it was a triple threat match with Trish and Lita. Um so, oh my god, that would have been amazing, right? So you know, like I mean, a similar match with Jazz, but like the way I'm imagining it, you know, these are the three probably biggest women besides Sable to come out of the Attitude Era. Um, you know, Lita always super popular. Trish got, got really popular. China extremely popular, and just seeing the three biggest names in women's wrestling. Um, like over the last few years at that time, like all go at it would have been incredible. Like just like imagining spots, like a double press slam with China picking up both like Trish and Lita, like, you know, like Lita hitting like her moves on China. I, I don't know. I just feel like, it I feel like been... that could have been like the actual first Stratisfaction instead of the one to Irie on SmackDown. Yes. And especially if WrestleMania 18's in Toronto, which is Trim- Trish's hometown, I could see China putting Trish over in that match. Absolutely. Yeah. So like the way I'm imagining it, if China never left, I would have loved to see um, a triple threat match with like China as the heel in the match um, at WrestleMania 18. I love it. Damn. Those are all good dream matches too. Also, somehow this is turning into one of our longer episodes ever. And of course it's because we were talking about nothing but like, well, what if this happened? What if that happened? Which is (laughs) anything. (laughs) (laughs) What if, uh oh my gosh um yeah jose did you have any other matches i mean as far as dream matches i could think of i mean for the most part i'm pretty content with everything that happened or like i can well i mean i had all my what ifs so i think i'm 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 great (laughs) (laughs) All all right well i think that wraps it up um we'll let you guys get back to doing Nothing at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, you know, but for real, we do want to thank all of the essential workers out there, um, including the ones on our podcast. Um, and we also want to, you know, let everyone know, like, you're not alone out there. Um, we're all kind of going through this mess together. Um, I know, like, every fucking commercial on TV is saying that, including Burger King, who I'm sure does not give a shit about me. They um, actually also <laughs> kind of cut their employees' pay by 10%. But that's really? Fuck them. Um, McDonald's is better anyways. Yeah, for real. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a tough time. Um, but we're going to make it through it. Um, and I'm just excited for this mess to be over, which hopefully comes sooner than later. Yes, so while you're at home, shop local, support local, support your indie wrestling fa- um, like friends and family, support um, all of our friends and, and you know people we look up to who were unfortunately released uh, 
prior to this recording today. Super unfortunate. It was like a, a doom of death day for WWE, and we're super, super sad to see how many people got let go. But um, you can help support them. Um, go to their pro wrestling tee shops. Uh, follow them on social media. Definitely reach Get out. A cameo. Yes, do something. Don't um, you're like everyone's saying you're not alone, and we don't want to be alone. So support your friends and family during this time. So, guys, where can our listeners find you? Ooh, you can follow me on Twitter at Chastity Taylor with an extra R, two R's, because I'm extra sassy. (laughs) (laughs) What a gimmick. What a gimmick. Uh, Ramon, what about where people can find you since you're uh, kind of a regular around here nowadays? Uh, Yeah, right? That's crazy. (laughs) Uh, You actually can follow me on Twitter at Ramon Luis Blanco. And on Instagram, you can also follow me at Ramon Luis Blanco Jr. And perhaps your TikTok that you'd love to share so often. <laughs> <laughs> listen, uh, Lana I ain't got really, nothing I get really phone. bored, really bored. Listen, you can ask Joey. Joey knows. Uh, TikToks are fun, but they also are a good pastime, uh, especially when you're home all day doing nothing. Uh, so, yeah, you also can follow me on TikTok. Uh, same same handle, Ramon Luis Blanco. Yeah, and then uh, for me, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, the Jose Can You See, letters U and C, twitch.tv slash Jose Can You See has been my thing lately. Been streaming a lot of uh, the upcoming game Valorant. So if anyone's a first person shooter fan on PC and wants to get in on this very closed access uh, beta, you can watch my stream, get a chance for some drops. I'm nice. I have a follow <laughs> button, you know, help me help you, you know. And you can follow. Oh, sorry, were you still going? I'm going to get off to you, Jake. Okay. And you can follow me on Twitter at Jake Isn't Jacob, and you can follow me on Instagram at Jake Not Jacob Smith, and you can also catch me on our companion show to this podcast, Golden Memories, on the Ring the Bell YouTube channel. Um, but yeah, so keep them busy. So, but uh, yeah, thanks everyone for listening, um, and we hope uh, this. Gave you, kept you in that WrestleMania spirit a few weeks later um, and helped cheer you up a little bit. So, but yeah, thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Right, bye, guys. Bye. bye.